0: That's the most boobs I've probably seen in my whole life. As long as you keep burping, I guess you're okay. Francesca. 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 Francesca Francesca. Francesca. French, quest, French. Francesca. Okay. Fran- French quest, because that means. Francesca. Here we are,
1: back again for another episode. This is Naked on Survivor. I'm not naked and I am brownie, but I can get naked for a certain amount of money. Uh, It's got to have a lot of zeros after it. I'm joined by my co-host, who's 900 kilometres away. We're from Australia. It is
0: Benbo. Benbo. Benbo, how you going, buddy? I can confirm that Brownie isn't naked. He's wearing
1: a snuggie. Yes, I'm wearing a uh, a Navities, uh, a snuggie tonight. I'm uh, all Naviti'd up because uh, they were uh, at Tribal Council tonight, and uh, our, our one of my picks, my top picks, went home. I uh, he was in my top three in the in the preseason draft, and uh, he's gone. I'm shocked. Are you shocked, Benbo? I, I can't believe he's gone.
0: Mate, you had the biggest crush on Brendan, and I've discovered apparently everyone did. Like, uh, the whole internet's kind of gone into mourning. When I was reading the tweets, I wasn't sure at times whether I was reading a tweet about Brendan's departure or Stephen Hawking's death.
1: The episode did not lead you to believe that Brendan was going home, so I was sitting there with my glass of wine and my cheese, and I spat it out at the TV, Benbo, because I could not believe that... The man Brendan Shapiro, who's been waiting sixteen years to get on this show, he was originally cast for the second season, and he got—he's been dumped a couple of times. He makes his appearance, and he's fourth person out.
0: Not to mention Hannah Shapiro's long-lost father.
1: <laughs> well, they—they uh, they can put that to rest now, can't they?
0: Yeah, no, it was—it was—it was full on. It was a bit funny, wasn't it, with the uh, that the ghost island twist and coming into play this time. They. Uh, the whole tribe was there. No no one on Ghost Island.
1: Yeah, and we'll talk. We'll dive into that in a second, but I think that we should rename Ghost Island now. I don't think it should be called Ghost Island anymore. I think it should be called Cry Island because uh, apparently <laughs> that's where everyone goes to cry. It's actually overtaking the whole meaning of uh, going there to get an advantage or uh, reversing a curse. It's just there to uh, get some therapy.
0: Yeah, that's true. Like, a, yeah, uh, Brett LaBelle, former contestant, He, um, he he's described it as Tear Island. Uh, yeah, it's just everyone's got their you know their sob stories coming out there for some reason.
1: I have to say though, uh, if uh, you want to talk about a winner's edit, I see one forming in that of Cullen's.
0: Yeah, well, look, I'm a little bit worried about Cullen, and can I explain why? So, for those who uh maybe first time listeners to our show, let's give you a bit of a recap on uh, you know some of the predictions that we've made of how the season would pan out. If, if I may, Brownie.
1: <laughs> Jacob is going to go far. You don't, you know, you think he's going to be one of the first ones out. I think he's going to go really far. Brendan and Stephanie is definitely going to go far. Um, so, if I was to pick the top, my top three, um, what I think, not who I hope, but who I think, it will be Brendan Shapiro, Steph Gonzalez. I think they'll make an alliance very early on, and I think that will last throughout the game. I think they're. They're going to stick, stick for that. And I think they'll drag Callan in on that as well. So I think they're my top three. Um, Jacob, I really want to be in the top three.
0: Who, who are the ones that you do want to see go early?
1: But I think Libby will go out early. I think Desiree, if she doesn't, <laughs> keep her mouth shut. She'll go far. But if she doesn't, she's out early. Uh, Wendell might go out early. Uh, Dunderthan might go out early. Yeah, they're they're the ones that I think you know. Chris Chris Noble might go early. They're the ones that are probably at the bottom of the pool, and then the yeah. rest the rest are at the top.
0: Stephanie Johnson, how do you feel about Stephanie Johnson? Ready?
1: She's my pick for first one to go.
0: So I think the curse that's actually happening this season is all the ones that you pick for your top three, top four. Three of them are already gone, Brownie. I'm a bit worried about Kellen. She's the only one left.
1: Yeah, look, if uh, if any of the current survivor players or future survivor players are listening, uh, tune in for my precast evaluation uh, if you want to feel good about yourself, because I have uh, yeah, successfully uh, been wrong on almost everything. And uh, <laughs> Kellen is probably sitting there biting her fingernails right now, uh, listening to that, if she's listening to this.
0: Look, you did get one thing right in that prediction, Brownie, and that was that uh, Brendan and Gonzalez made an early alliance. Unfortunately, that was on Ponderosa.
1: That's right. It's on the cruise. It's on the uh, pre-merge cruise. They're making a great alliance together. (laughs) (laughs) Well done. Well done. No, I... uh... Look, I, I went through the list today. I had all the I've got the heads printed out, and I'm putting crosses on them. And I have another list right next to it with my top three. And Kellen's got a circle around her. She's the only one left in the top three. But uh, back to my original point, I, I I just got that feel. Her and uh, Laurel had the makings, the smell of a winner's edit.
0: Yeah. Oh, look. A lot of people are predicting that Laurel is going to go far in the game. I'm sick with my original prediction that she's she's talked herself up a lot and I just don't think anything's going to come of it. Um, yeah, she's been really disappointing so far. She's got lovely hair, but otherwise, you know, her personality, yeah, pfft, yeah nothing. People love Brendan. You know, I, I, I said he was going to be the alpha male out there. He was gonna, probably going to go around six. He's gone fourth. Um, but uh, he had, to, look, you remember Sarah Lachina, right, on uh, Game Changers yeah. and how everyone at the end said that they thought sarah was their best friend but it was like everyone felt like that Mm. um you know when that couldn't actually be the case looking at the response from uh you know the the malolo tribe today on twitter pretty much all of them felt the same way about brendan like he was really the sarah lachina of them they were all saying yeah i was going with brendan to the end he was my he was my number one all like virtually all of them at least four or five of them laurel said it uh, Michael said it. Michael said he was like a, you know, his brother. He was his number one. He was going to go all the way. Uh, a lot of them said this. And you know, J- Jenna chipped in with, Jenna didn't say that. Her her comment was a bit different. She said uh, Brendan was the most kind-hearted, kind-hearted DILF ever. Um, so wow. DILF,
1: yeah. The yeah.
0: um, yeah. but with, for the men, yep.
1: You don't need to spell it out. I'm pretty certain that people could figure out DILF fairly quickly. But Jenna's been a little bit uh, spicy on Twitter, hasn't she?
0: jenna uh, yeah Jen, <laughs> yeah we got a great jenna really got in the spirit of naked on survivor during the week so you might remember you guys might remember last week we were talking about how the contestants get down to bras and undies so quickly and i was i was, I was trying to figure out you know why this is the case on survivor i put it out there on twitter jenna bowman re- replied uh yeah she, she replied back and was fairly open and honest and i appreciate this she said um can't speak on behalf of the others but I personally like being naked or minimally clothed. Who can
1: argue with that, Membo? It's the
0: first time a woman has tweeted that at me, so, uh, yeah.
1: (laughs) You had a restless sleep that night, I suppose. (laughs) We uh, are the Naked on Survivor podcast. We we celebrate naked moments on Survivor, uh, officially and unofficially. But uh, did we see a preview for next week? Uh your, your man, Seabass, um taken a bit of a liking to Jenna. So um, I have seen a picture of uh, them together on Twitter as well. So maybe, just maybe, a romance is brewing on Survivor.
0: Yeah. Look, I think Jenna maybe has come out to play now. Yeah.
1: Can we um just we'll jump back into the tribal uh, just for a second? Brendan obviously went home. That was uh, a shock. We've covered that off. But – one thing that stood out to me was the maturity uh, and intellect of an eighteen-year-old in Michael. Uh, where the way he spoke, the way he conducted himself, but also the way he uh, lied about that idol—it was so convincing. I thought that he did a fantastic job with it. The only thing—the was- only thing he did wrong, though in my eyes is that he singled out who they were going to vote for. And I if I, if I was to do that, I would, I would say, hey, listen, we're gonna we're gonna throw the votes on one of you guys. Um, who's coming with us and it won't be you.
0: Yeah, look, I, I think that was brilliant. I was actually starting to question whether you know we'd overestimated Michael and whether he actually didn't have much gameplay, but yeah, to, to pull out that double immunity thing, that was uh, you know the double immunity bluff. No one in his, tri- his original tribe knew who he was going to do that. Jeff Probst said he actually had to stop himself from laughing. He was so amazed at the move.
1: Uh, I read an article today that Jeff had to check with the producers because he was so convinced that, hey, maybe that's what the idol can do, and he had to quickly check with the producers. Does that <laughs> idol have a double power? Just so, he- And he was, like, convinced that it was as well. So... Um, imagine that was, though. Like, that would have been... I bet the producers are kicking themselves because that would have been an amazing twist for that idol.
0: Yeah. Look, the original Navidi, they were so solid. Um, it's hard to tell if the, anything could have, you know, beaten that, that solid five. But, yeah, you're, you you can, you can analyse it. I was thinking today, yeah, maybe they shouldn't have singled out Brad. Maybe they should have... Because um, they, they were really trying to target Seabass and Chelsea as possibly the swing vote. So maybe they should have said, you know, we're going to protect ourselves with this uh one of us with the with the idol and we're gonna split our votes between Seabass and Chelsea and that might have encouraged one of them to vote for the other. And look if they'd done that, if they if, if that solid five had lost even one and all, all four had voted for Bradley or wherever they were going to, um, you know, regardless of what they said, they could pretend they were going to split the vote, all voted for Bradley. That locks up possibly it tended to be a four-four vote. Who knows where you go from there?
1: I've heard so many times that uh X players come off and they say that just before Tribal, it's pretty cement what's going to happen at Tribal. It's hardly ever a live Tribal. Obviously, they went in with that. We're sticking with uh, Bradley. Uh, sorry, we're sticking with Brendan in this in this vote. Uh, even though the idol got pulled out and there was a double immunity, they still went with, uh, with Brendan. So uh, I suppose maybe if that's so cemented, wouldn't they... Wouldn't Michael put the idol on himself or on Brendan because they knew they were targets because it had already been spoken about beforehand? So, or do you think that sometimes they think that the tribe's going in with a backup plan and the backup plan is all right if they bring an idol out, we're going to go for you know one of the one of the others.
0: Look, Michael's assumption was that you know even though uh, Malolo was going to get voted out that they are still going to keep the tribe strong. So there was no way that Brendan or Michael was going. I still think it was a very ballsy move of Michael's not to play the idol for himself, but, you know, the, yeah, that's that's part of the, the magic of Survivor is uh, when to do that and when not to do that. Brendan said he was pretty confident he was going to be the one targeted. And he said he, he had a conversation with Callum a couple of hours before uh, before Tribal Council. Um, just happened to mention that it was his birthday the next day, uh, which was actually true, and... Kellen shed a bit of a tear and wouldn't look him in the eye and Brendan said he knew it was him. But Mike, wouldn't you he fight wouldn't Michael you fight harder
1: count. though? I would if that if you knew, if you were a million percent convinced that it was going to be you, Bembo, wouldn't you fight as hard as you can at that tribal and just say, Michael, you gotta listen to me, mate. I know what's going on. I've I just had this conversation with Kellen, blah, 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 blah. You gotta even whisper it in his ear, you know, make that tribal a bit live. Get over to Seabass and uh and Chelsea and say, Listen this is what we're doing. Don't you tell that psychopath Bradley what we're doing?
0: He, he, he did put it to Michael, uh, but yeah, apparently he wasn't sure if Michael knew something that he didn't. And Brendan said, look, he, he's really impressed with what Michael did. He didn't play the idol for himself. Um, you know, he did the double immunity uh, bluff. So he's got no complaints. I look, I honestly think they're going to get Brendan back again. He's, Yes, so I. Universally loved. Yeah, that's right.
1: And so. I think that you could also also argue that, you know, um, the immunity challenge, which they were so far ahead in, in fact, probably the the biggest comeback in all, all Survivor history, I'd, I'd say, like one of the biggest. I can't think of another that was when a tribe has been so far behind. I can think of a, like an individual immunity, but just a tribal immunity where a tribe has been so far behind in a challenge and then come back and win. So you could almost argue that that's when he lost it because he was shooting shooting those balls, trying to get them on top. And, you know, like he just had to get, had you know, 15 years to get two balls up there and they just couldn't do it. So maybe he lost it there
0: yeah, and and this is the criticism of uh, of Brendan because he's actually, yeah, you know, he's a PE teacher, so essentially sinking hoops like that should be his bread and butter.
1: So we're at the immunity challenge, right? And uh, prior to that, we hadn't seen anything uh, about uh, Naviti. We'd just it's been Malolo, Malolo, Malolo whole way through the episode. I don't know if you noticed that, but the way they edited it, uh, it was it was all about you know uh, Dominic. And his big mouth, and we can talk about that. Um, Laurel, it was just that tribal dynamics, and we saw nothing of uh of uh Naviti.
0: I mean I think that's just good editing. Um, you know, because obviously the last third of any episode is is all about the tribe that's going to, to Tribal Council, you know, they're 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 scrambling and everything, and then the actual tribal council itself. So to you know, focus on the other tribe in the first half of the episode, I think it's actually good to see, you know, where the different players are at. So uh, you know, Dominic's a bit of a drama queen now, isn't he? Like, oh, I just good. felt like everything you were saying last night was uh, you know, full of hyperbole.
1: He might as well tattoo, I've got an idol on his forehead. Um, <laughs> it, reminds, it reminds me of Ryan from last season. He did the same thing. He was just telling everybody, I've got an idol. I've got an idol in my pants. I've got an idol in my pants. And you can see the, like, the joy wash over them as they were telling people. It's almost like they're getting a buzz out of telling people. And uh, Ryan did it last season. Uh, Dominic's doing this season, so who knows now? you got Chris knows, uh, Wendell knows, Laurel knows. Please tell me those guys are not going to keep it secret. They're not. They're going to be telling everybody. Everybody knows that Dominic has an idol and a fake idol, and it, I reckon that whole cover's blown.
0: Yeah, but I, mean, I think Dominic even started doing Facebook ads while he was on the island saying that he had the idol. So, uh, yeah, <laughs> everyone knows, yeah. It was funny seeing Michael try and stuff that massive... Um, you know, that that massive idol down his pants and pull it out like it was a surprise Um, so, you know, I I don't know what kind of relief it was from his his tribe mates when they actually found out it was an idol, you know, that it was you know, that they had the idol in play or that it just you know, wasn't a really nasty case of hemorrhoids or something like that. Laurel uh,
1: Dominic Wendell alliances and uh, Donathan alliances starting to materialise it looked like that Wendell and Dominic were after tribal, obviously on the bottom uh, a bit of uh idle news on on Dominic's behalf telling Wendell kind of perked his uh his confidence back up in in his position in the game uh but I could see that you know people aren't buying all this uh, this crap that uh, Chris is dishing out on that tribe and they're looking for alternatives I what do you what do you think uh do you think that's what's happening there do you think that alliance is forming uh,
0: I think I think is actually wide open at the moment it's 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 like there's no real I don't think there's any real solid alliances. You know, certainly the original tribal loyalties aren't necessarily a thing. Um, Chris is the only one who actually actually hasn't been to a tribal council yet. Uh, everyone else in the game has. So yeah, we'll see what what comes of it.
1: I, I, Angela was saying that everybody's just wolves. Uh, I think she's struggling in this uh, in this tribe. Uh, she's, she looks like she's going back to Chris to form a mini alliance with him. Uh, Chris is, you know, telling people, "I like you, I like you, I like you, I like me." Well, obviously, that's obvious that you like yourself, mate. But uh, like, <laughs> like he's he's going around trying to recruit a alliance. And for me, those types of people uh, in life and on a game, I, I just wouldn't be siding with them. They're just too there's like there's this confidence. This the way I see it, Bembo, is this there's two types of confidence. There's ego confidence and there's genuine confidence. Ego confidence is that blind, is that blind uh, confidence. Even everyone can see that you're either not doing things right, like Donald Trump type confidence, you know. Like, what are you doing? Like sometimes you're just like, what are you doing? But then there's that genuine confidence, you know, like that uh, LeBron James, you know, that uh, Tom Brady. That they're sports figures, obviously, but that. Genuine confidence they're they're owning it. Whereas this is kind of like I'm feeling my way through ego type confidence. Bradley has that ego confidence as well
0: Um, Yeah, I was gonna say it's a contest at the moment to see who loves themselves more Brad or uh, Chris. I'd see with
1: Chris that uh, People just don't trust that type of that type of ego confidence
0: Yeah, it's 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 funny with Brad though at the moment like online He's really enjoying being the annoying villain. He's enjoying being hated uh, he's really lapping it up. He's, 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 he's yeah, he's a guy who loves being handed. So if his law career doesn't work out, I think he's got a, a long career ahead of him as a parking officer.
1: Don't, don't, don't you think? Don't you think he um, he's like a psycho in a movie. That character, you know, that he never blinks. You know, <laughs> you don't see him blink. <laughs> I'm going to play you a few uh, grabs from Bradley in the in the show. As soon as we got back from the immunity challenge, it was somber, but I couldn't wipe the smile off my face because it's like, well, this is fantastic. We have the power tonight. I'm trying to play like a Boston Rob or a Kim Spradlin. You know, somebody that's got the numbers and is in control and just needs to keep the ducks in a row. So I think stonewalling the original Malolo people is the best tactic at this point. He's docile. He's a little annoying. Tonight, Brendan's an option to take out because he does like to play that leader role. He's like a dad who gives terrible pep talks, which is fine. He can lead people because the leader never wins. On the other hand, Michael's a strong guy, and they won't see it coming. You know, I'm thinking about
0: every single detail. That's what I do. That's what's going to make me a fantastic lawyer. You know, I've tried to talk to a number of them, uh, you know, as a babysitter.
1: There you go. That's the, and that was pretty much most of his grabs from, from the show. Uh, oh, do you think he... Other than like complaining, you know, it's too dirty, I'm not comfortable, I don't like sunrises, I don't like sunsets, um, all this complaining. And then all this, I don't know, there's all this babble about him, you know, oh, it just it drives me wild.
0: And we just go far in Survivor because no one wants to say anything to, you know, no one wants to just tell him to shut up because uh, they don't want to make an enemy and often because, yeah, they get taken as goats because their social game is, is awful. So it's quite possible that Brad's made it to the end um, and the jury's let him know, uh, you know, how how much of a douchebag he is.
1: Uh, if you were ever out there on the island uh, and you had a person like that with you, would you be able to put up with it for 39 days? Like, it's a long time.
0: Oh, look, me personally, I would vote out the most annoying people. Um, I, wouldn't, <laughs> I, I wouldn't have a take a goat strategy. I think it's a stupid strategy. I would just, you know, it's a once in a lifetime experience, survivor. Uh, uh, So I would just want to, I would want to get the, I would want to enjoy it and, you know, be with friends and be with people I like. Um, And, you know, that might cost me a million bucks, but it would still be a better experience for me. What would you do, Brownie? Would you, would you keep the annoying people?
1: It's a hard one because, you know, if they're annoying you, they're probably most likely annoying everybody else. And people that annoy people, uh, they're not liked. So, it would be hard for me to, on a level, vote that person out because I think, well, if I, if I keep that person around and take them to the end, they're not getting any votes. And it's a million dollars. It's a million dollars which would change your life. So for me to put up with someone for 39 days being annoying and get a, a million-dollar handshake or a check afterwards for that, I'm, I'm pretty certain I could put up with it. But... Uh, it'd be hard because I'm the type of person that uh, if someone's annoying, uh, it doesn't take me very long to let them know. <laughs>
0: <laughs> Look, and I, But I think this is the mistake that 95% of um, Survivor contestants make is that they think, you know, take a couple of really annoying people to the end and vote out anyone that's potentially, you know, more popular than you. Um, the problem these Survivor contestants make, though, is that, you know, they think they'll be able to vote out anyone that's more popular than them, but that no one's going to target them.
1: Well, I think it's actually changing, Benvo. I mean, the last couple of seasons, you've got the person with the uh, greatest story winning the game rather than the person who, at the end, has got the best game. Uh, I mean, I think Tony Vlachos was the last winner that really played the game uh, and didn't have one of those stories.
0: Yeah, look, no, I, I think I, I think it's still a case. Like I see this happen every season. Just people want to vote you know, the most popular person out, um, and then they discover that you know they're on top and that they're being targeted. So you know, Ben was the same. He was lucky to get through to the end um, with the change in the change in the rules um, for that season. But he was another one that people targeting because he was too popular. Uh, for me, I would rather just have a, a game where. Um, you know, people. The, I would want to be my best, the best version of myself, and go with the other good people to the end, and you know, just try and make it a game of who's the best, who is the best person out there to win it, rather than you know, am I the third least worst person out there because I made it to the end with two goats, and um, you know, just have a bunch of unlikable people get to the end.
1: Is that the floor of the game? Is that the floor of Survivor that? Uh you 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 try like the best people don't win, like most of the time there have been really good players that have won, and it, as you said, they've got there because you know they've had to win a individual immunity or had some luck go their way but uh, and survivors a lot a lot of survivor is luck, but do you think that that's the flaw in the game
0: yeah, I mean you look at a guy like Ozzy, he's Great in virtually every aspect of the game. He's good in, in, in the survival aspect. He's good at challenges. He's a really likable guy. His social game is fantastic. And he never makes final three.
1: Well, he's made final three once, I think, in in his time on Survivor. But I don't
0: think he's ever made it to, to the to the status case at let's, the end because just... people just say he's too likable. And look, Ozzy's a very likable guy. I would feel I, I wouldn't back myself against him, but I would still love look, if I was gonna go to the end of the game, I'd rather someone like Ozzy won the million bucks over me rather than, you know, a Fabio or a, a Mike Holloway.
1: Well, Mike Holloway won Survivor Fair and Square in my eyes. He he was a player that went all the way um, playing the game and deserved his deserved his win.
0: As I said, the, the alpha males are often targeted um, because they're going to be good in challenges and so people would rather vote them out than, you know, just try and do better than them. Yeah, look, I think it's it's
1: the thing that's frustrated me about Survivor for the longest time is that the really good players, the really good characters, the people that are you think should win the game, like the Ceres, uh, the Aussies, uh, they find it hard to get, get there and then you get some people who potentially i uh, not saying that people that win Survivor don't deserve it. They've gone 39 days, they've played a game. How they get there is how they get there. I'm talking about more zooming out a bit more broadly and just saying maybe that's a flaw in the game. Maybe when they're casting people, they should cast... Maybe they should just do a Survivor season where it's just Survivor alpha males and then Survivor alpha... Was it beta females or whatever the female version of that is? <laughs> whatever that is, you know what I mean? And have those two tribes. I don't... I, There's got to be a formula out there that it it kind of eliminates that flaw because if you get trying to get a snapshot of society and that's what they try and produce in Survivor, generally what happens is, and we spoke about this in previous podcasts, you can see what happens on a level. You see the fit, attractive people kind of branch off and then you see the the, you know, the people that think a lot, the strategic people, they kind of go together. And then it's not until later in the game when they're forced to, when they have to make numbers and stuff that they start working together. But initially that social dynamic gets the, some of the times the interesting people like Jacob, who I'd love to see on the show far longer than the first episode or the second episode, they get voted out. Uh,
0: Look, yeah, I just think, you know, if you're amongst the better players in the game, stop trying to target each other and actually band together, so that the you know the, the goats and the um, rubbish players aren't the ones that are teaming up to vote you out because they don't think they can beat you. But speaking of look, being tough and big big efforts, can we speak about the water slaughter challenge,
1: the reward challenge?
0: Yeah, yeah the reward challenge. Now, here was the other big surprise of the night for me. So uh, we talked about Chelsea. Um, you know, being a professional dancer, that was what she was labelled as before the uh, before the start of the game. So I would have thought that a challenge involving poles would have been right up her alley. And uh, she actually opted out for this challenge.
1: Have you got it confirmed yet, Bembo, that she's dancing around poles? Because I'm led to believe that she is a cheerleader, and which is a far, far different... Type of dancing, than pole dancing.
0: I think she actually is a cheerleader, but yeah, it was just funny to see her as a professional dancer.
1: She finally had a confessional on this episode. It was her first confessional, uh, and then she was speaking, albeit subtitled, but she had some airtime finally.
0: And look, you can actually see you can see bonus clips online. I've watched a few during the week, and there's a good reason that Chelsea doesn't get a lot of airtime. And that's the case for a couple of them, unfortunately.
1: She was getting the Troy Zan game changers edit, like <laughs> no airtime is. It's like, oh, she's there, but she's not there. First confessional uh, episode four. I, I feel for her.
0: And, and like Troy's end, you know, she might be a goat that goes to the end. I, 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 mean, I don't really think Troy's end was a goat. I, I think he just kind of wound up in the top three. But like Ch- Chelsea, I think, yeah, she's going to get very little air time, and she'll probably be a top three for just doing very little. But that challenge, mm. it looks like such a brutal challenge to me. And I thought probes always said that there weren't any. You know, you could, you could, you could do whatever it takes to. To get you know move that ring, but it looks like there are a few rules in place. probes pulled um one of the contestants up you know for strangling. Yeah, that's right. Uh,
1: yep, and uh, this uh, something notable that in Millennials versus Gen X, this this uh, challenge was played in that, and M- Michaela uh, actually got naked on Survivor, which is uh, <laughs> it's had to be noted. But uh, it's the same challenge from that. Um, something I did notice was there was a screenshot sent out by CBS. Uh, media with a um, from that from that uh, reward challenge where uh, Donathan uh, is actually included in one of the challenges which didn't make it to air. It didn't make as a, one of the the challenges on within that reward challenge which did not make it to air.
0: Oh, okay. So uh, how did that work Because yeah. I thought
1: Jeff Pro said it first one to three, pretty much.
0: Yeah. Look, who knows? Maybe it was first one to five, and then the post edit that just said it took too long. We'll say first to three. Who knows? But yeah, people talking about Laurel in that challenge. I actually thought Lippy did pretty good. Like she came in there at one point, grabbed the ring, and there was no turning back. She just bang.
1: let's talk about Seabass. He's uh he's your favorite. He's, I think we should start a- anything
0: and, and Brandy's been completely sarcastic for our first time. I think this guy is atrocious. Look at after tribal council, I think Michael's strategy just went completely over Seabass's head. I think Michael would have just been smarter saying, I'll give you a packet of M&Ms at the end of the game if you vote our way. Sebastian went up to the trial, to, to the, uh, the voting bucket and he said, I don't know what just happened. And look, in all fairness, Seabass has often been known to say this after watching an episode of Sesame Street too.
1: I think that uh, what we should do is start a Seabass clip of the week, a grab of the week. First week, it was the gummy bears. Last week, it was the banana Laffy Taffy. Uh, this week, it's this. They're kind of like helpless penguins on a tropical island. And that kind of scares me because I'm a big boy too. But for now, I'm just going to go with the flow because the Malolo can go no further low-low than the Malolo-low. The Malolo couldn't go lower than the Lolo, malolo low low Malolo Low-low-low-low,
0: low-low. Do you think we're going to have some interesting, convers- uh, you know, moments when, uh, Donathan and Seb start having some conversations with each other?
1: He's a big boy too. You heard him say it, he likes banana laffy taffy and he knows that uh, penguins don't live on tropical islands. There's some sort of intellect. Uh, Rocks for the second week in a row to decide who goes to Ghost Island, renamed Cry Island. Do you think (laughs) we are going to see this trend from now on?
0: Yeah, so uh, look, it it really did change the game what they did this week. So Callan didn't miss out on Tribal Council or no one missed out on Tribal Council. Um, and that would have made a big difference. Brendan's pointed out that if, you know, one of the uh, original Navinis had missed out on on the Tribal Council, it would have been 4-4, four, four, could have gone to rocks. And he said even if one of the original Malolos had gone to Ghost Island, it meant that the immunity idol would have been, you know, they could have played it on one out of three. Um, it would have been like a one in three chance that they would have picked the okay. right person who was being targeted that, that week. So uh, either way, it could have worked out well for him.
1: Don't you think the strategy would have changed, though, if there was a 4-4, that potential would have came into play? There's a million different scenarios you can play out from there. The, the thinking would change. What if they we well, get a, a draw? What if they brought, bring out an idol? It changes the whole conversation.
0: Yeah, more, cha- more chance of a flip, but worst-case scenario, it goes to rocks, ro- ro- rocks, which means you know, 50-50 chance uh, that, yeah, it goes one of those ways. So, uh, yeah, I, I kind of was a bit disappointed that they changed the rules this episode i don't know if that's going to be the case going ahead because you know it's at that beautiful part of the season where there's going to be two big challenges every episode um i love like i love challenges are one of my favorite things about survivor i think there should be a survivor fun park where we, you know they do these challenges so like I, yeah it's it's, it's gonna be some exciting challenges coming up but i think they should have stayed true with that rule about you know being able to nominate someone to go to ghost island who can't participate in trouble council
1: I think what's going to happen now, they're just going to go to rocks every single time. But I think that a better strategy would be to try and convince the tribe, hey, listen, let's actually think about who should go to Ghost Island here. Because you don't want the wrong person to go who's who's a strong player who might get an advantage there or might miss out on... Uh, vote or might be immune. So you really kind of want to hamstring the team. I, I understand this whole roxing It's not like it's like let's not step in on anybody's toes, but I'd be using it as a strategy I'd be trying to convince people. Hey, we really think we should send such-and-such such over to the ghost island because blah blah blah
0: I, I think they've just accepted that they're not going to get a consensus especially especially now that the tribes have uh, Been swapped up. Um, they're just not gonna get that consensus there. Can we talk about Callan and her, you know, her not going for the advantage? She wouldn't take the risk for the advantage. What do you? How did you feel about that, Brownie?
1: You're on Survivor. You've got to take take every opportunity that comes your way. I personally would have given up my vote and tried to get an advantage that would further me in the game. Uh, what What's the worst that can happen? You don't get to vote at the next tribal, and you've got a majority alliance, so you can tell them, hey, look, I haven't got a vote. That was the, the curse from the island, from Ghost Island, um, it's not my fault, so you can't blame me. Uh, and then, and then just go with it. Uh, I, I, the best that can happen is that the upside is that you get a, a possible advantage, an immunity, uh, a, an immunity necklace at the next uh, tribal, uh, at the next immunity challenge. Who knows what uh, what curse they're going to try and reverse?
0: Yeah, I was a bit disappointed um, in our calendar there that she uh, she didn't go for it. I mean, it worked out. It worked out right in a in a game sense, but you know, it was certainly in the short term. But maybe it'll affect her her long term game. She might have missed a trick there.
1: Is there anything else you wanted to cover off from this episode?
0: Ah, uh, look, let's talk about who we think's gonna go next week, Brownie. Who do you think?
1: Really hard. Uh, I mean, as you're aware, my predictions uh, are worth. A pinch of shit, really, because <laughs> everything I try and predict doesn't go go well. So basically, I'm just going to put a blindfold on and throw a dart and see what happens. And uh, I will say that uh, next week, uh, look, I'm going to go for Bradley again. I think that he uh, he had the annoying edit this week, and we tro- we predicted him to go. We'll nearly right. I think that it's his turn.
0: Yeah, I'm – look, I'm kind of thinking at the moment that Chelsea, Desiree and Seabass are the the ghosts, the the ones that are going to be led very easily to, um, you know, just uh, be manipulated. Uh, So – but I have a feeling that Desiree might go this week. I think it's going to be a rather um, – I don't think it's going to be a big finish this week. I think, you know, Desiree's going to go and she won't be very – she won't be missed.
1: We will uh, be back again next week recapping Episode 5, Survivor if you've listened today thank you very much uh, thank you for giving your ears our time and uh, or our time your ears thanks for everything and we'll catch you again next week for episode number five hero right.